On this week's episode, we talk about our games of the year, Marvel's Wolverine being playable on PC first, Rockstar's leaked source code and potential game leak, and more. All of this tonight, but first, on to that beautiful bean intro. Welcome to the place where PC and console gaming talk combine. This is the Orange Box Podcast, episode 12. I am your host, the man who got turned into a potato for Christmas, Nathan, also known as the Frozen Gamer 87. And joining me as always, the man who used the lemons life gave him for Christmas to create a combustible <laughs> lemon and burn life's house down with the lemons, Justin, better known as I am Zarakon. How you doing today, Justin? Very good, you know, very good to, you know, finally use those lemons. Uh, <laughs> but it, it, I had a very good week. I had an enjoyable Christmas, uh, spent some time with my sister, her boyfriend and uh, her kids, and with my parents as well, uh, made some dinner for everyone. Um, it was a pretty good time. Had, you know, some extra days off. Worked yesterday, buy it off today, so that's <laughs> that's nice to have that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been a relatively slow weekend uh after, once friday started so that's it's been pretty enjoyable and nice H- how about you pretty good um you know of course i've been on vacation uh this whole past week so <laughs> it's been it's been nice to have plenty of time to relax i mean there's there's been some stuff we've had to do you know as as normal uh for each week but for the most part it's been relaxing and uh, one of the Christmas gifts that my wife, well, just gifts that my wife and I give each other in general for any holiday where we give gifts is we give each other individual days off. So, like, um, there'll be an entire day where I'm not dealing with the kids or having to worry about anything else and vice versa. So today was my day to just completely rest the whole day. It was already a sleep-in day. And then um, I didn't have to help do anything with the kids today, so I just played video games the majority of the day, and it was very nice. Streamed it a bit and all that, but Christmas was great. Got some time with the kids, and um, yesterday helped my oldest son uh, with a woodworking kit. Um, we built a, it's a... can't remember the type of truck it is, but it's basically just like a big... A wooden truck, um, like one of those, gar- not a garbage truck, but like one you'd see like in a construction yard. I, for some reason, I can't think of what it's called. Uh, like a dump truck? Well, not really a dump truck, exactly. I mean, it, it does function like that, but when I think of a dump truck, uh, I think of, you know, like which, a garbage truck, and this is not what that is. So, anyway. Okay. Either way, it's something that uh, he and I built together, and... Um, you know, I've done various other things with the kids, and it's been fun. Been a good, good time. And see, what do I have? I have about a week left of of time off. Well, rather, <laughs> I'll be back to work next Tuesday. So I guess it's not quite a week. It's like five days or four days, something like that. But anyway. So, what have you been playing this past week? Well, one of the biggest things I've been playing uh, is past week has been Batman Arkham Origins. 
I did my challenge last uh, Friday, uh, tried to stream the game, and it turned, for the most part, it turned out pretty well as far as, well, I, I guess I should say, after getting everything to set up, because uh, I had some technical issues, but everything else, though, playing the game was good. Uh, did have a problems, though, with my usual, like, every time I play the first boss fight, there's always an issue with it. Mm -hmm. uh, there's always some glitch. Yeah. This time, it was possibly the worst one just because the camera completely broke. Oh. And you couldn't see anything that was going on. Oh. So I restarted the boss fight several times before I figured out if I do a takedown near the middle of the arena instead of near the edge, the camera will not break. Gotcha. Okay. Um, but then after that, everything was smooth sailing. Um, I did get further past where I went, where I did last time. So before I was trying to sneak into one of the buildings, got shot by a sniper and died. This year, I, I died to Bane, which uh, I don't feel too bad because it's Bane, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but it was it was enjoyable. I I, I did start to really get drowsy uh, as the time went on, and I felt like I really should have been better prepared for this. Yeah. But um, but yeah, that that was well. Um, I finally finished Dragon Ball Xenoverse. That that. I, I had to do some more grinding just to level up to beat one of the earlier fights, mm -hmm. or one of the endgame fights, right. and after that, I was just feeling very determined and just stubborn and refused to just give up, so I just plowed away through the rest of the final two missions and finished it. I'm glad I've gotten that out of the way because overall, I would not say that I found this game to be, over, to be completely enjoyable. It's... Mm -hmm decent i like the customization you can do with it but i feel compared to other dragon ball fighting games that i've played and even though this one's not a fighting game kakarot they all just blow this one out of the water so i'm glad it's out of the way unless i see something about the second game that feels like a bit of an overhaul i might not touch it i might have yeah. it in my library but i may or may not play it but it's over with it's done so i can Put that on my shelf um nice and then one other game that i've been playing well actually oh gosh i i i feel like i've just had a blank here but um well while i think about that one game i will say that yesterday i sort of played v rising that one's not one that i really have i played that over at a friend's house gotcha. okay. um, because i got him a uh, steam deck mm -hmm. and I got him a couple of games just to like help him build up his sort of Steam library and stuff or stuff like that. And one of the games he went to was V Rising. He wasn't completely comfortable because that game by default is really just a mouse and keyboard game. And mm. so playing that on a Steam Deck, you just have keyboard controls mm -hmm. and the layout. So I had to sort of show him how that would work, how things are mapped and which buttons to do. Um, so, played some of that, and actually it seems like an interesting game, a nice little survival game, but with this sort of vampire aesthetic and theme. Um, so, that that's actually not a bad game, and I probably might even get it once it's actually out of early access, because I did see that um, it is still just, like, in that stage for right now. Oh, but I do remember a couple other games that I have been playing. One of them is Final Fantasy IV 3D. Or as it was originally entitled, Final Fantasy IV DS. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I played that game a long time ago back on the DS, and I loved it so much. Yeah. And I got it <laughs> years later on Steam, but when I started playing the game, I realized something about this does not seem right to me. Something seems weird. And after looking around, and especially after once I toggled on the uh, frame rate, I realized the game only runs at 30 frames per second yeah. and 15 in battles. Yeah, I noticed that. I, I I saw your footage and I was like, whoa, that, that footage, what is with the battles? Why is that so slow? Yeah. Yeah, and... Uh, I, I and I stopped playing the game once I realized how bad it felt because I was I realized this does not look good at all, but because I had seen someone talking about how they had in a video I had seen someone talking about how they had played Final Fantasy VI and it was a great game they enjoyed growing up I thought you know what maybe I should go back and see if I can go back to Final Fantasy IV. It's still kind of rough trying to play that the way it is, mm -hmm. and I really wish that Square Enix had put the time into properly optimizing that game because it's pretty much just directly porting the DS version over to it without any additional changes. I'll see if I feel like putting much more time into the game, but as of right now, just because of the performance, I'm not entirely certain if I went to. Um, but the last game that I have been playing is was Super Smash Bros. Ultimate some more, and that's partially because my niece and nephew wants to play some more Mario, even though that was the Mario game. And I will say that something that I realized is that I went back playing by myself later on, and I remember, I, I realized that I was much better at 1v1 fights than playing in a group, so mm -hmm. while I'm not as good as I was before, I'm not as bad as I thought I was either, so that that there's that silver line there. That's good. Yeah, with Final Fantasy IV, um, I mean, like, I, I just noticed in general, a lot of the older Square Enix games, they they don't have, I mean, they have the frame rate capped much lower, mm. and I don't know if there's a way to change that. I mean, I would definitely look into it, though, see if there's a way to, to remove that frame cap, because... Unfortunately, from what people have said, because I did look into some of the forums, mm -hmm. is that the frame rate, they tied that directly to the game engine so if you speed up the frame rate you'll actually speed up the game itself so that includes the time uh pretty much very every every aspect of the game so you'll sort of like double the uh time which also doubles like how enemies react so their reaction time will will double oh um, okay yeah so that unfortunately uh unlocking it won't do much of a difference that's too bad yeah, yeah, because I, I remember playing that and I really enjoyed it as well. It's definitely a lot harder than the base version of Final Fantasy IV. Like I remember, mm. I mean, like particularly I remember uh, I can't remember what which Bahamut it was, but it's the one that you face on the moon at the end. And oh. in the original Final Fantasy IV, the way that you get past his thing is you um, you cast I think reflect on. Uh, well, it's something to do with reflect. Like you, I think you cast reflect on yourself in order to hit him with spells. I mean, you use them on your party to reflect them off, and, and you can do that in the original version of Final Fantasy IV. And that's basically how you take him out because he puts reflect on himself right away. And so, if you try to use spells on him, you can't do anything to him. Um, but in the the DS version, that strategy didn't work. 
and I just I just remember there there being a variety of different situations where it was much harder. I mean, it was really good. Like I, I really enjoyed it, um, but definitely was harder. So yeah, cool, cool though. Yeah, and I don't know about Xenoverse two if it's really any different from one because I didn't play one. I've only played a little bit of two and. I mean, from looking at the footage, at least, it looks like they're pretty much the same game for the most part, so you're probably better off just skipping two, but I don't know. So. Sounds good. Um, well, as my uh, intros probably suggested, I got back into the Portal games this week. Um, so... I had been one one of the things I've I've been wanting to do was do a comparison between uh, I mean you know one of the comparisons I wanted to do was the Switch versions of the Portal games versus the Steam Deck versions and I haven't I haven't done that yet I haven't checked that out but um, I saw that the Portal games that the collection which is unfortunately only digital was on sale for like six seventy nine or something and then with some credit I had it was like five dollars for the collection. So I just bought it, and I decided to start playing them, and I played through both games uh, <laughs> completely. Um, it's been a while since I played through either of them, so I definitely didn't remember all the solutions to the puzzles. And it's it's a little different controlling in terms of... Um, I'm so used to playing a mouse and keyboard, so you, know, you have a lot more uh, fast reactions and everything with the mouse... Especially like when it comes to those uh, very timed uh, portal like insertions, like when you you get launched up in the air and you have to shoot a portal at one of the platforms that's up high, and then you drop through the portal and come out that one, and then you have to drop put another portal up there, and, and you keep doing that to get climbing up. That's this is from the original portal, and. Um, I was, I was struggling with that a bit more than anything else, but, um, yeah, either way, I, I, you know, of course I fully enjoyed the first portal. It took me longer than it should have. I think probably like four hours to get through it. Um, where, you know, realistically, if I had remembered the solutions to everything, been playing mouse and keyboard, I probably could have gotten through it in an hour. Um, but anyway, and then I, you know, played all the way through portal two, which of course, as I've said, is my second favorite game of all time and it's so good um <laughs> it's just <laughs> it's such an incredible game it's like you have great puzzles you have incredible humor like and the first portal game is really funny but the second game is even funnier and it's just and the story is interesting too just the the various things that they did with it, the the direction they went with everything, um, and then to top it all off, these are actually really great ports. I mean, you would expect for a game that came out during, you know, PS3, um, at least you know for the for, for the second Portal and um, everything that it would have to run well. But yeah, sixty frames per second all across the board, no problems whatsoever great visuals um i haven't like i said i haven't done the comparison between it and the steam deck version or rather the you know playing it on steam deck but i would imagine that you know apart from the fact that the steam deck can get up to 90 frames which this will definitely run at 90 there's no question 
um, that it will probably look very similar. I can't remember if there's a field of view slider on the Steam version or not. That there wasn't really any any real graphical options on the Switch version. Um, but yeah, I mean, looks and runs great, and I was very happy with it. So that was the main thing with that. But then also, I um, because I received um, a couple of games from you for Christmas, I decided to uh, jump into Monster Hunter Rise. And um, basically, I'm just trying to get, I'm mostly trying to get through the tutorial stuff and get to actually like hunting monsters and everything. Um, and I got to one of the first like exploration missions when you can fight an Arzuros. Man, I am really rusty with the controls. Like I, 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 I was, I was struggling to remember how to use uh, the charge blade properly because, like, that's been my basically been my go-to since Monster Hunter Four. Um, and so I was, I was just really struggling with the controls. And then on top of that, like, I kept pressing the wrong buttons for, for dodging and, and everything else. And like, I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't kill the Arzuros. I, I got killed three times, and it's like, I, and then I'm forgetting to heal myself, and it's just, ugh. But, in terms of how it runs, it runs great on the Steam Deck. Um, basically, high settings uh, can do 60 frames, no problem. Um, I got it up to 90 at one point, more just um, in the main town, and I thought maybe I could maintain that. I there was kind of like a weird visual effect though that I didn't really like. And so I decided to bump the resolution up to 150% so that it would look a little better. And then it only goes up to 60, but I mean, 60 is still great. So, I mean, it's still a massive improvement over the switch version, which I mean, to be fair, the switch version actually looks really good. It's one of the best looking games on switch, but um, on steam deck, it just looks significantly better. And um, runs a lot better and everything else, but really, if I'm actually going to play it, I just I need to go to the tutorial uh, missions that you can do to, to practice with the weapons and be reminded exactly of everything, because I just I, the biggest problem I'm having is remembering the right buttons for running and for dodging, and so I just uh. keep pressing the wrong <laughs> buttons and then get myself smacked by you know, whatever it is that's going after me. And and then forgetting to get away enough to heal myself and, you know, uh, making some mega potions and all that. So it's just kind of like, okay, I need to, uh, I just, I, I will come back to it at a later time. <laughs> um, but because I had gotten a comment on one of the recent, um, Switch versus Steam Deck comparison videos. Someone had mentioned that they didn't that because of how bad the, the load time was for getting into Dragon Quest, which is the most recent one I put up. Um, they they had said that they didn't think Fallout Fallout Four would have significant problems with running, and I hadn't played Fallout Four yet. I have it, but I, I just hadn't played it at all. But I just decided randomly to go ahead and install it and try it out. So. Um, it actually runs really, really well. It, hmm. I, I was shocked. Um, 
I you know, did a couple minor things with the visual settings before I started it up, and it pretty much maintains 90 frames per second without any problems. Um, huh. I can't remember. I, I'd have to look at my footage a little more closely to see if it was doing that as much when I was getting into some of the more hectic situations where I had like a, a mutant uh, coming after me and, uh, and you know, was shooting him with my power suit. I mean, using my power suit and my minigun and all that uh, and be able to tell whether, you know, it actually maintains that 90 there. But otherwise it was 90 without any problems and um, still looks pretty good. I mean, it's it doesn't look as good as Starfield, obviously. Um, it looks better than Fallout 3, but still not great. It's definitely... It definitely looks more <laughs> dated. And more than I, I thought it would. Because I, 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 like, I knew it didn't look as good as Starfield, but I thought that it would look... better than it does. And... It's kind of... Eh, not quite there. But... <laughs> either way, it's, it's still... Uh, Still pretty cool. I, th I thought it was interesting to check out. Um, otherwise, um, of course, I, I played a little bit of Sea of Stars. Not as much as I would have liked, but more just because timing didn't really work out as much for that um, in general. But then also because of the fact that I just decided to spend a bunch of time playing Metal Gear Solid Five. Um, so, so I played played a good amount of Metal Gear Solid Five. I actually decided to stream that this morning. Um, I after I took care of my normal morning stuff that I needed to do, I streamed it for a couple hours. Um, I'm basically just kind of focusing on this game from here out. Um, I would like to finish it up before the end of the year, at least at least finish up the story, and then just like come back and do side missions as I feel motivated um i i've been doing most of the side missions as as they come up but okay but like i've been i plowed through like three or four story missions today so i'll probably just kind of stick with that for the most part but yeah that's uh that's pretty much been what i've been playing over the past week um nice yeah so um, question. Mm -hmm. Do you happen to know offhand who did the port for the portal games for the Switch? Um, I'm not sure. It's possible it was even Valve themselves. Um, you know, let me, uh, I'll boot it up and check and see if it shows anything. I don't remember seeing anything in the, like, a startup screen or whatever, but... Yeah, I mean, Valve is the only thing that pops up beforehand, so I think Valve did it themselves. Okay. So, yeah, but yeah, they're excellent ports. They have the Steam achievements and everything as well, so... Oh, wow. I mean, it's not connected to Steam. Like, you don't sign into your Steam account, unfortunately. Because mm -hmm. if I did, then I'd be like, oh, hey, I could do some more, I mean, you know, work on getting the rest of the achievements for Portal 2, but... No, it doesn't have that. 
Still kind of cool, though. I mean, you know, for people who, who want to do that, I I think that before I would even consider trying to get this, the achievements for Portal 2 on the Switch, I would just do it on, on PC and Steam Deck first because I've already got a lot more of the achievements that way. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get into news, which we don't have a lot, of course... Um, did you get anything exciting for Christmas? Um, well, one thing that I sort of got that was uh, gifted that I'm interested in trying out just because I know that this one at least should be one that I enjoy was a uh, Spider-Man Remastered. Oh, um, sweet. That's that's yeah. Uh, so I am looking forward to trying that out because I definitely feel like out of all of them, that one will be the one that I actually enjoy the most mm-hmm. and will, yeah. despite the fact that there are those like stealth segments that are scattered here and there, yeah. the core game should be fantastic. Mm-hmm. And also the fact that, from what I've heard, this is also a very good PC port. So yes. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, very good PC port. Um, Steam Deck, pretty much your best bet is to aim for 40 frames per second um, mm-hmm. because you're not going to get 60 out of it at least not without going like really low settings and that would kind of defeat the purpose a little bit um <laughs> and even then i don't think you'd be able to get a consistent 60 at least not outdoors which is where you're gonna be spending most of your time so aiming for 40 it's a good balance between 30 and 40 i mean between 30 and 60 that that's what i went for and it mostly maintained it so it was pretty good hmm. But yeah, I played most of Spider-Man Remastered on the Steam Deck. And if you have a if you have a PC that can do more, of course, then definitely you know play it on PC when you can. But yeah, the Steam Deck is a good option for when you don't have the ability to play it at your desktop or okay. laptop or whatever. So yeah, but yeah, you, you you can definitely get sixty and above on on a regular PC. It's just on the Steam Deck, forty is your best friend. Okay. Okay. Oh, let's see here. Um, any other exciting gifts for Christmas? Uh, nothing that I would say that was really something that just a big wow. I mean, I got some mm. good stuff. Uh, right. just nothing that I would say was a large thing. Right. Right. Of course. Yeah. How yeah. about you? Um, well, of course I got this, this great ugly sweater, <laughs> uh, the taters, potatoes, boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. Um, I got, I got that, which just, just came today. Um, but I got, my wife got me a big, uh, a new cutting board. Nice. Ooh. It's, it's longer and I think a little wider than our, our current sizes, but, um, I haven't had a, a ton of chances to use it mostly because we've been just doing a lot of leftovers the past few days from Christmas and all that. Um, but the little bit that I've used it, of course it's great. And it's something that I'll use all the time for years and years <laughs> and years to come. So I'm excited about it. Um, and otherwise, like I, I got us a bunch of uh, movies for Christmas just because I always look out for cheap movies this time of year, mm. grab a bunch of Blu-rays I think the most I spent on any of them was like maybe $7. Most of them were 5 or $6. So I got like eight movies. Um, 
Oh, and I got uh, the soundtrack for Red Dead Redemption 2. Well, it's specifically it's the score for it rather than the actual full soundtrack. Because I, I think that I don't think that they put them together to have both the score and the soundtrack together. I think it's just separated, which is kind of dumb. But the score is more what I care about anyway. Mm. So, yeah. But yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I mean, obviously, I got the games from you, and we'll definitely be checking those out as I get time. But anyway, that's I think that's it, basically. So... All right, so let's go ahead and get into the news. Now, we are going to save our Game of the Year talk for the end, but really there's not a whole lot of news otherwise, so we'll just we'll get to that after we cover these couple of other topics. So first of all, of course, we have talked previously about the Insomniac leak. We're not going to get into all the details of that again, but what we are going to talk about is that there is is a playable build of the PC version of Wolverine that has leaked and technically is available to download. <laughs> um, so people have been have been playing it. Now, I'm going to say we are not going to show any footage from it. I would definitely not recommend downloading it. I think that that's... Even if you're sure that you can find a reputable place to download it, it seems like it's a big risk for a small reward because you're just getting basically a very early version and the only thing you get out of it is a chance to uh, to make fun of PlayStation fanboys because you get to play the game before they do, but <laughs> not a smart plan because they'll come after you pretty much guaranteed. So don't don't be stupid, please. <laughs> but um, it it does appear that I mean it, it's kind, I'm kind of getting some conflicting information on based on the leaks here whether or not this is something that would be more of a day and date release or if it's more likely to be a later release as with the other ones. I think from some of the information I've gathered and I don't have like specific sources but it seems more likely that it is just following the same pattern of you know probably be at least a year probably two years before it releases on PC after it comes to PlayStation um, but anyway what are your thoughts on all this yeah it definitely was interesting to see that the PC build that there actually was a PC build already in development and as you said, um, I also didn't see anything, see anything that actually specified what when the date would be for PC. Um, which, I mean, there was one thing that said maybe it would be within a year. Um, but that one was I not certain because I know that person just like posted a couple different screenshots of things that... I don't know where those screenshots came from, right. so I don't know like how reputable those screenshots were. But based on what they said, this is something that would happen within a year, so it's not like we would have to wait too long. But 
personally speaking, I would guess maybe one full year, then it's ported out, then it's released on PC. I don't think it's gonna be something that's gonna be too long. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe it, maybe Sony will decide to do that, but I don't know. I mean, especially if especially if they're sort of hurting for cash right now, because I do know that there have been some talks about potential layoffs across all their their studios. Um, but if they're if they're, if they're trying to just like get as much cash as possible, I would assume. Or at least I would guess that they would try to put the game out as soon as possible on PC just to get the extra revenue rather than, say, stretch the release dates out as far as possible and then possibly have, say, the same returns as their current PC ports are because of the fact that because they're so staggered, people have either bought the games or they won't wait for a full price and they'll just wait to, for the games to go on sale to get them cheaper since the games are already cheaper on PS5. So that's sort of like what I see for as far as when the game actually will be released. Yeah, it's definitely one of those where we'll just have to kind of wait and see what happens, but I'm I, I think it's just safe to assume that it's not going to be day and date. Um mm -hmm. I know that there was definitely a video or two that I saw that were clickbaity and were saying that oh it's gonna be day and date. And I mean yes, it's being developed at the same time um of course but that doesn't mean it's coming out at the same time so right. i don't know um either way what one of the things that's important to point out with this playable build at least with the playstation version i'm pretty sure it's going to be the same with pc is that in order to be able to uh use it you have to essentially sign into insomniac servers which means that basically they would know where you are, who you are, <laughs> essentially, if you try playing this game. So hopefully nobody will be foolish enough to actually play it. You're not really getting anything out of it. Um, I don't know. It's just I don't think it's worth the risk. It's not worth going to prison. It's just not. <laughs> A video game is not worth your life. I'm sorry. Never. <laughs> okay. Uh, but speaking of leaks, there's also been a leak of the source code for Grand Theft Auto V. And along with that, some information on both Grand Theft Auto VI and Bully 2. Which, Bully 2's been long rumored slash hoped for by people who really enjoyed the first game. I played the first game a very, very small amount because it was just really hard to control on PC. Um, but I mean, it's probably, probably better by now. Probably if you get the digital version, it has built-in controls to be able to use a, a controller. But when I tried playing it, it was only mouse and keyboard and it just, it was hard to control. So I just never really got into it, but, um, yeah. So, I mean, the, the Grand Theft Auto V source code. Okay. You know, it's, it gives some interesting insights in that there's various, um, like early things that didn't make it into the final game that you can look at, but still not something that would be smart to look at. <laughs> um, and the the thing about Grand Theft Auto Six, it's like okay, I mean, I don't know who's who's so desperate that they need to know that information now, 
unless it's just that they want to spread it online and once again risk their lives essentially for that but whatever um <laughs> i don't know uh, what are your thoughts on this um I, I mean i think it's just crazy how we had the gta 6 leak last week and then all of a sudden and then now we have gta 5 game leaks um this i feel probably might in a way make things somewhat easier for people who make mods since if they have access to the source code they can probably have better idea of how to uh work with the code to make certain things run or mm -hmm. might have an easier time way to implement mods they're working on so that's something that i think could be very useful for them maybe in some aspects say for example if you're trying to say get a game to run like say you have the game but you really just don't feel like playing or like playing the game with drm you can find a way to like make the game or at least unlock the drm and like play the game that your copy without having that in there um so i think that as far as with coding goes or any sort of development i think that's pretty pretty interesting um I, I will say, though, that uh, it, it, I, I don't think that they're, I, I don't, I, it's been such a long time since Bully 1 came out, I don't know how much I really feel about this Bully 2 leak. I mean, I know that there's something there, but that could just be something that's still something that they have in development, they have it in a back, in a back, back burner. And are just saying, yeah, here's something that we could come back to later on. I I don't think that's something we'll actually see anytime soon. Right. Um, I mean, if, if it is, that's good for people who enjoyed the first one. Um, I played a little bit of the first one. What was that? Like, uh, was that PS2 or PS3 that I came on originally? PS2. Okay, so yeah, I played a little bit of that. Um, yeah, it's definitely been a while since I played that, but um, I, I don't know. I mean, I know that uh, it, it's definitely interesting, and I don't know if more people might be doing stuff. Like, I know that the person who did, or as far as like people do these types of leaks with Rockstar, uh, because I know that the one person who got caught for leaking GTA 6, um, just be they put him, I forget what it was, it was um hospital uh life hospital term or something like that uh just because he sort of has i guess you could say an addiction to hacking that it's that like he almost can't stop himself from doing it and the fact that while he was actually in under under watch under supervision he actually hacked i, I can't remember what he hacked but he hacked into some database while he was under watch using only a Amazon Fire Stick and a cell phone. Yep. <laughs> so, I mean, I feel like we still might be getting some sort of leaks and rumors and ha or leaks and hacks going on because I feel that more people are just getting incentivized to keep doing this. So it's interesting <laughs> in that aspect. But as you mentioned, it, 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 it probably won't be worth it in the long run. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, people are going to do what they're going to do, but it's just, 
looking at this stuff just isn't worth it. it. I mean, it's one thing if you find, like, okay, someone posted it up on YouTube, you watch the video before it goes down, that's one thing, but don't be the fool who downloads these things, and, you know, these people who want to hack, I mean, they, they know the risk they're taking when they hack, and I, I think the majority of them, hopefully, are not the kind of people who think that somehow they can just get away with it that nothing's going to happen if they get caught but whatever we are going to move on so now we get to t to get into the meat of our discussion tonight so this is the last episode of 2023 with tonight being December 27th by the time you hear this it will be December 29th so we're going to talk about our games of the year and I know that neither of us played a bunch of games that actually released this year, um, but what we do have is we have a top three of games that released this year, but then we also have a top five of games we played for the first time this year. Or, I mean, well, yes, games we played for the first time this year. So it they some of them will... Uh, be games that release this year. Some of them will not, but either way, we are going to discuss this. So, Justin, start off with your number three game for this year. Of course, if you have any honorable mentions, you can mention those beforehand or at the very end, whichever you prefer. Okay. Um, I guess for number three, I will say Choo Choo Survivor. And I've mentioned this before, I think, earlier in our episodes, but uh, it's pretty much just a, a Vampire Survivors clone, uh, but this unique spin is that you're playing as a train. It's linear, um, so on one end, you don't have that open-world aspect of Vampire Survivors, but at the same time, you do have some sort of goal that you are working towards, So that and that is just basically reach the end of the line and try to survive. And while it is a bit bare bones. I still think that it's a fun game. It de you'll you'll definitely spend way less time in this game than you would Vampire Survivors. But for the fun that you will have in there, and it's still a cheap game similar to Vampire Survivors. Like I think this one, last time I recall seeing, is probably about two dollars. So it's still a pretty pretty good game for what you're getting uh, for what you're getting with your money. So that is my number three game that of this year. All right. Well, I think I want to. I, I think I'm, I'm going to start off with my honorable mentions for the year because um, one of them is actually not a full game; it's a DLC. Um, the other one is a full game, um, but neither one of them quite made the top three. I actually realized that I played more of the games that came out this year than I thought I did, but either way, I still. Um, I'm just going to mention these. So, something that came out this year, which would definitely make my game of the year list if it was a full game, even though it's really the length of a full game, is Xenoblade Chronicles 3 Future Redeemed. Uh, this is a fantastic DLC that came to uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, which was already a fantastic game probably the best of the series and um 
it just like it wrapped everything up really really well and um i don't know if you've played any of the xenoblade games but this one is just like b between three itself and then a uh, future redeemed it's just like a perfect capstone to to the trilogy Um, but then my second honorable mention, and this is going to be more brief here, is just uh, Diablo 4. I I mean, there are definitely issues with monetization and everything. Lots of things to, lots of criticisms for people to have. I do wish it had an offline mode, but it is still uh, a really fun game. I mean, you know, action RPG, dungeon crawler. It's, a, it's worth playing, and I ha I've had fun playing with my wife whenever we get a chance to to play at the same time and all of that but my actual number three game for this year is starfield now i haven't completed the story in it um but i have put like 70 hours into the game and i still want to play more and it's just i keep getting sidetracked away from it and i feel like well Waiting isn't really going to hurt anything because I can still come back to this game later and it will just be better than it is right now because they're always making improvements to it and hopefully if the if what they've said about uh, new ways to travel is true then maybe they'll add some land vehicles you can use to get around a little more easily. That's what I'm hoping for. But yeah, Starfield is my number three game for this year. So, uh, any any thoughts or questions before uh, you move on to your number two? Um, no, no, I think. Okay. Well, actually, I guess one question I have uh, is just, and for, uh, I guess, Diablo 4, mm -hmm. do you happen to know offhand if there are any sort of major developments that they might as far as like do you think they might add it on an offline mode down the road i think that's going to be up to microsoft uh, now that they're owned by microsoft i'm hoping maybe that'll happen but they haven't said anything about that happening so at least as of right now there's no indication that that's going to happen okay well uh, hopefully hopefully we'll get those changes i mean Microsoft has made a couple different changes that were good. I mean, they did eventually like allow, uh, or at least uh, allow Easy Anti-Cheat to run on the Steam Deck, so mm -hmm. that's something that wasn't there. They made that change later on, so hopefully Offline Modus is another one that they decide to add on. I hope so. It would be nice. So what's your number two game for this year? My number two game is Gunbrella. It's, I guess the best way I could describe this game is you're playing an older Quentin Tarantino movie, but there's Lovecraftian elements in there. Um, I, so like, I guess the basic premise I'll say is you're a father who is trying to find his daughter and avenge the death of his wife, but your only weapon, and this is also the clue to what has transpired, was a umbrella that is also a gun. Uh, and it's the gameplay is very 
smooth, very good, especially once you understand how it works. You're able to just move around freely. You're able to uh, glide with your uh, umbrella or gumbrella, I should say. And um, it, it, it's very nice to play as. And you do get different types of ammo, um, different weapons that you can also use in addition to like your base ones. And like the one in the gameplay is a special one that's sort of near mid end of the game but like that's especially for the part of the lovecraftian uh part of the game it's not long uh but once you actually like if you try to, to do the different endings or there are two ending well two endings two and a half i should say and and it really just depends on sort of one or two choices you make early on that will impact the type of ending that you get. Um, but it's, it's a pretty satisfying game that I thought it was very good. Um, runs great on Steam Deck, so you can play on that. That's actually how I completely played the game. Completely played the game, so nice. it runs well on there. Now, one, one thing that I actually wish there was something that was changed is the fact that the game always turns on uh, film grain. Uh. And even when you turn it off... If you go, if you go, exit back to the menu, or if you start the game, or if we launch the game all over again, it turns back on. Oh, Not fun. sure why, but yeah. Not cool. <laughs> yeah, looking at the gameplay, it kind of makes me think of Cave Story a bit. I, I don't know if it's mm. if it's more like Cave Story or if it's a Metroidvania, or well, I guess it's probably not a Metroidvania. Kind well. Not completely. I mean, there are some sort of Metroid-ish aspects, but you're not really focusing too much on collecting a lot of different power-ups or... And also most of the... Well, no, I wouldn't really say it's Metroidvania just because most of the areas, or at least maybe about half of them, you only really visit once. And gotcha. then once the story progresses, you're pretty much blocked from getting okay. that to back there ever again. Okay. Either way, it looks pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Cool, cool. All right, well, my number two game for this year, and I apologize, the footage is not the best because I recorded it today and it's been months since I last played it, but is Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Is, uh... I mean, it's hard to explain exactly everything that's great about this game. Obviously, the 30 frames per second is not great. Um, and when it drops into the 20s, it's not great. But the game itself takes the things that were great about Breath of the Wild, the exploration, the just the discovery aspects, all the little secrets hidden all over the all over the world and and just adds to it. And they they improve things, they add more to it. You get an entire I mean two entirely new areas. Even though technically you're going over the same map that you went over in Breath of the Wild, it doesn't feel the same because there's so much more to it. There's a lot more like hidden caves and um, completely new shrines. And um, then you have the entire underground area, which is just as large as as the, the main uh, map is. And, you know, you, you'll definitely come across stuff that's like, okay, this is familiar but there's so much that isn't familiar 
And then uh, the building mechanics that you can use. Like, I'm not really a fan of building stuff. I That's why I will... I just am not interested in playing, like, Minecraft. But um, the ways that you can use this to do different things creatively is just really interesting. And it's completely optional for the most part. Like, there, there are very few situations where you actually have to build something. But... Um, you can definitely build some creative stuff and there's like some insane builds that people have done. Um, obviously some inappropriate ones as well because, you know, that's just, that's the way it goes. But um, it's it's still, it's just a fantastic game and I, I put probably, I mean, over 100 hours into it and I didn't even finish everything. I didn't find all the shrines. Um, I know basically where they are because... They're, the 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 locations of the shrines correspond with the locations of the light roots in the underground, and I found all of those. So I could technically find all of the shrines. It's just it's not always obvious where they are. And uh, anybody watching my gameplay will find that I definitely spent some time struggling to find a certain shrine, and before I stopped. So, uh, but yeah. Tears of the Kingdom. Fantastic game. Well worth playing. Did they uh, sort of keep the dungeons about the same, or did they add dungeons to it as uh, compared to, say, Breath of the Wild? They're much more dungeon-like than they were in Breath of the Wild, but even with that being the case, they're still not as dungeon-y as... A, as an old school Zelda. Oh, that makes sense. So they're, they're kind of like somewhere in between what you get in Breath of the Wild and what you get in a traditional Zelda. And I, I think that for the most part, they were still good. Um, they felt less samey than the ones in Breath of the Wild. But um, I don't know. I will say, though, that the bosses for the dungeons are all great. I can't think of any of them that weren't good. I'm pretty sure all of them were really good, if I remember correctly. There's at least two or three of them that like are especially memorable. And um, without spoiling anything, the final fight against Ganon, probably my favorite Ganon fight next to Ocarina of Time. Which says a lot, because that one, I mean, Ocarina of Time to me still has the classic, like, it is the best fight of them all in terms of mechanics and cinematics and everything else. It's just, like, brilliant. And the the one for Tears of the Kingdom, I think, is, is probably the second best after that. So, very cool stuff. Alright, so... I mean, I, I know the answer to this, <laughs> but I, I, as I, as I mentioned to you, of course, obviously if the game came out this year, <laughs> technically for the first time, even if it's technically a re-release, but not, but not entirely, I would let you, you know, go ahead and put it as your, in your list. So your game of the year or games right. released this year. Okay, yeah. So my game, my my game of the year for games released this year is uh, Last of Us Remastered. 
<laughs> okay, now it is Metroid Prime Remastered, and I, I mean, I, I've said this before. What can I say? This game is a classic. Um, they definitely did a good job with remastering this game. In fact, I even want to say that this is even just more of a simple remaster, just because there was so much polish. They completely redid a lot of the uh, graphics, so mm -hmm. I almost would even say technically this is a remake. Um, yeah. Even if some stuff hasn't really been added into it, but there was just so much done to make it look better um, that I think it does a good job at that aspect. Um, really enjoyable playing this game, whether it's on docked, whether in handheld. It's fun. Um, I mean, again, this is Metroid Prime. It's already a great game now it just looks better um so mm -hmm. and also i guess you could say it's even better because now you can even take this on the go with you yep and you couldn't do that with the gamecube version and still 60 frames per second still both for both handheld docked so it's still a win <laughs> definitely yep it is deserving I mean, the only reason I wouldn't include this in mine is just because I actually did play more of the games that released this year, and I felt like, at least in this particular situation, I they're a little more deserving, but that's not to discount how great it is, because it was fantastic. I absolutely loved it. So, Alright, well, my game of the year, which should come to as a surprise to no one who has been listening is Ghost Runner 2. Um, there's just... There's too much good stuff about this, and I, I... I can't say enough good stuff about this game. It is... an improvement over the first game in so many ways. has a lot more enemy variety. Um, not, not that the first game didn't have enemy variety, but this one has even more enemy variety. Has... Um, much less of a you have to do the boss fights this particular way in order to complete it and you actually have freedom to approach things the way that you want to for the most part um but just some of those boss fights are just super memorable even more so than the first game obviously my favorite one being the sandworm um <laughs> which is the gameplay that i'm displaying here is just it's such an incredible game and I look forward to uh, whatever DLC it comes out with um, because of course I did you know pre-purchase like the deluxe edition that comes with the season pass so any DLC that releases I'll be able to play um, I'll probably end up replaying this one uh, I'm, I'm going to make myself wait to replay it a little while so that I'm not just <laughs> replaying it right away <laughs> considering the fact that you know it's only been a couple months since i finished it um if even that but yeah it's absolutely stellar game definitely my favorite game of this year it, at least in terms of the new releases so yeah that's that i that's about all i really need to say about it i've gushed about it enough as it is All right, so let's get into our top five for the year. And this is 
games that are new to us. So some of them will be games that already appeared on our previous list. But some of it will be stuff that we've just played for the first time this year and may have released a long time ago. So Justin, start us off. All right, so for my number five or number five game of the year that I've played, that will be Total War Shogun 2. Uh, this actually is my first Total War game that I've ever played. Um, I never really was a big strategy person just because I don't think I'm good at planning stuff out far ahead. Yeah. But uh, played this with a friend. It's very fun. It's very interesting trying to just like plan out strategies and also looking around at one area but then seeing things completely change based on how other uh, characters are playing and we've gone very far into the game we've already sort of overrun the capital and have taken over but now we're pretty much just trying to take over the rest of japan and face off against two opposing uh clans so whenever we get back into finishing that off it'll be very interesting to see if we can maintain our hold or if we will lose it all yeah i i haven't been able to get into those kinds of games i mean the only like real-time strategy game i ever really got into was roller coaster tycoon and i still think it's mm -hmm. fantastic but it's just something about those games tends to kind of stress me out and well, maybe not stress me out. It just—it's just more like I—I I don't know what it is, but I just I haven't been able to get into any other ones. So, but that's still cool. All right, so I—I I need to give a couple of honorable mentions. Uh, one of which I've already talked about, which is Starfield. Uh, it's not making the top five for the for the year um, of all the games I played, but that's just because I played so many great games this year, even if most of them were not new games. Uh, but I do want to mention Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart because that came to PC this year. And as with basically all the Ratchet and Clank games, it is a fantastic game. It's not super long. I think it maybe took me 20 hours at the most to 100% it. Or at least, well, I should say 100% in terms of um, getting, the, getting all of the achievements. So... Um, but I played that mostly on Steam Deck, mostly because I wasn't home during the time I was playing it. Um, I was mostly out at my in-laws' house in Wyoming, so... Um, but it was a fantastic game, so it, it deserves that honorable mention, not making my top five. Uh, but my number five game for this year came out a little while ago, and that is Outer Wilds. Uh, this is one of those games that I just... It's something really special. Um, definitely one of one of the best games I've played this year. Both both the base game and the DLC. Um, it's it's got controls that take a little bit to, to wrap your brain around, but once you do, it's just it's really good. And you have to deal with a time loop, which might not sound the best, but the thing is that, um, just like with like Majora's Mask and and things like that you any knowledge you obtain during during a run gets preserved for the next run so then you know you can still you can skip past things that you got previously 
in order to be able to move forward and get more information and find out more uh, of the things that basically tell you why this 22-minute cycle just keeps happening over and over, why there's this time loop. And, um, and then the DLC just kind of adds even more to that, adds additional layers, basically, and it's just... The whole thing is super fantastic. Highly recommend this game and its DLC. And I'm planning when the physical version comes out for Switch next year, because it's finally coming to Switch, mm-hmm. I'm grabbing the physical version because I just want to support the developers, even if I don't play it on Switch, which I probably won't, because um, at least from what I saw, visually it looked like it's probably not terrible, but I'm pretty sure it's only going to run at 30. And... You know, I played this game um, at worst at 40 when I was playing on Steam Deck. And the rest of the time I was playing on my desktop and I don't even know what frame rate I was getting, but it was something ridiculous, you know, probably 180 frames per second or whatever. I don't know. Something ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Outer Wilds, that's my number five. So you're number four for this year. My number four is Transformers Fall of Cybertron. Um, finally, well, finally found a copy of this game, which was kind of hard and rare since uh, the game's been at least delisted everywhere, but, you know, Amazon was selling it, so I said, now's a good chance to try it out. And I feel like this is truly the Transformers experience that I've always wanted, um, something that truly focuses on the Transformers and doesn't get caught up with, say, humans. And that really was something that always bothered me, uh, especially even as a kid, was I don't care about the humans. I just want to see the giant robots and fight it out. (laughs) So this was something that always, something that I really wanted, and this was a perfect experience. I wish that I was able to play uh, the first game War for Cybertron, I'll still see if I can find a cheap, well, cheap enough copy since that game is also delisted, but I'm hoping I can find something like that and then, even though it's out of order, still go back and play that game, but from what I'm playing so far with this game, it's just so much fun. It, While there are a lack of graphic settings and other settings for the game, it still runs well. I think that, you know, a lot of the combat works. I think that being able to transform in and out whenever you want, with the, ex- with the exception of a few key areas, it works out well. I like being able to cut to uh, switch out types of weapons you can use. It works great, and it even runs on the Steam Deck. So I think overall this is a very fun game, and I enjoy it so far. Very cool. Yeah, I, I mean, it definitely looks like a fun game. I just can't bring myself to spend, you know, 40, 50 bucks on it. It's just a little too much. Especially because it's not like I really need another game. <laughs> that's that's too often the case. So it is what it is. But that's still cool. Yeah, I'm glad that that one, that you've been enjoying that one. Uh, so my number four is actually just Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Um, I... I Really did enjoy this game a lot, and I'm not even going to do gameplay again because it'll just be the same clip that I played earlier, but it, um, I mean, it it's 
it's fantastic. I, I think it's real, really well worth playing. Um, but it didn't quite make it as high in my top five because of the absolute bangers I played uh, otherwise this year. So I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> so you're number three for the year. My number three is Yakuza Kiwami. Uh, I played Yakuza 0 last year, and I played through, I enjoyed it. But I think that for a lot of things with, that I enjoyed about that game, this one does quite a few things better. Um, I think partially just the, one of the reasons why is the fact that this game, that the first, that Zero, I enjoyed the, the, the story, but I felt that it was a bit too long. This one seemed to have a more concise story and was able to go on without me feeling burned out before the game even concluded. Um, so I think that it does, definitely did that better. I still like overall, like I love the combat of the game. Now granted in this, in the video clip, it has been a while since I played the game so I didn't completely remember all the controls, but if you once you actually play the game for a while and you do understand how it works, it's fun. Um, unlocking the different moves works. You still also have a lot of side missions you can do. You have a bunch of other types of stuff that don't even relate to the main game. Like you can do the uh, the racing. You can do the different uh, karaoke events. You can do the uh, batting stuff. Like there, are, there's a lot of side content in the Yakuza games. So like it changes with it each game, but there's still a lot of content there. Um, the characters are great, and I mean, the whole story of a game is sort of just like something out of some sort of TV serial drama. Uh, just that's the best way I can describe it because you're always going for these twists and turns, and just where you thought, just when you think you understand what's going on, and you think, all right, we're reaching the end, something happens, and <laughs> it just keeps going on from there. So it is quite a roller coaster of emotion, especially by the time you reach the end of this game. So I really enjoy this game. Um, and, and yeah very cool yeah it's another series I've been interested in checking out but I just haven't brought myself I, I, I think like if I could get to a point when I could get like the entire series for 20 bucks mm -hmm. you know or at least uh, all the main games up to this point I might go for it but I just I bought too many games already this year <laughs> and every other year <laughs> <laughs> so yeah all right well my number three game for this year and man these the top three was was tough but my number three game for this year is metal gear solid 5 the phantom pain um i've enjoyed all of the metal gear solid games so far even even with Peace Walker being only 20 frames per second, I really enjoyed that game overall. Uh, but 5, just in terms of gameplay, it is the best of the series. And, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have as engaging of a story necessarily. I mean, well, I don't know if it's... I haven't fully decided what I think about the story because I haven't finished the story. Um, but I just know that what I've played of this game, it's it's been so much fun and just the gameplay is so, so, so good. And 
Like, I'm, I'm just, I'm glad that I still have plenty left to play. I mean, part of me wants to be done more just because I, um, because I want to finish it before the end of the year, but not because I want to stop playing. I still want to play, so most likely I'm just going to stick with it and uh, play through until until I'm actually finished. I think I only have, like, the percentage of the missions completed is, like, 30-something percent. Um, but that's that's counting both the main and the side missions. Um, the actual story missions, though, I think I'm about... So I think I just finished maybe mission 29 and there's 50 missions. So, uh, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm a little more than halfway through in terms of the story. But, um, I mean, I, I think what I appreciate, appreciate about this game the most is that it takes all of the gameplay elements of the previous games and just makes them better. Like, you have... You have the open world, which is big, but it's not. It doesn't feel like overwhelming. It's it's not like there's just a, an endless number of icons on your map like an Ubisoft game. Um, <laughs> but there's there's different bases, or, you know, uh, bases and outposts and stuff you can capture. Um, there's side objectives you can do um, in missions. Um, there, you know. Plenty of the missions, uh, the like the side missions, when you complete them, they'll come back up to where you can go back and complete them again later on if you want to, you know, to get more. Because like you, you build up staff to work on your base, and so you can go back and do those missions to build up staff or build up resources, you know, funds to develop further projects and so on and so forth. Um, but it just has it has a great balance of stealth and action and. Um, visually, it still looks great, even though the game came out eight years ago, and um, it runs incredibly well on Steam Deck. I mean, it was running at 60, no problem on the base Steam Deck. It's running at 90, no problem on the OLED, and I'm just... I love this game so much. And, yeah, it it was difficult between this and my number two deciding which one goes higher. But because I haven't actually finished this one, I, I have to put it at number three. So, Okay, that, that, that makes sense. Because I was thinking to myself, I'm surprised this is only number three. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, am you, interested you, in seeing you, what, what, what beat this out. <laughs> you, you'll, def, you'll definitely understand when, when I get to it. So. All right, your number two for this year. My number two, I'm going to keep this simple. Um, this is actually going to be Metroid Prime Remastered. Um, and I mean, I've pretty much said everything about this game at this point, but only reason why I'm not ranking this higher is because I feel that because for the most part, this is the same game, mm -hmm. even though I enjoy it so much, there's one game that, came, that I played this year that I feel like it gave me a somewhat better experience overall mm -hmm. than than this one so metroid prime is number two all right well my number two is metal gear solid three <laughs> and the reason for this is because not only i mean 
even before I played Phantom before I played Phantom Pain, it was without question my favorite of the Metal Gear Solid series so far. Um, you know, even up through all the all the ones I played up before that, and I enjoyed this game so much on my first playthrough, which I played it on Vita the first time, that I got it for the 3DS because I, I mean I, I wanted to see what it was like on 3DS anyway since I hadn't really tried it out and I had to you know spend like 80 bucks for a physical copy but because it doesn't it wasn't on the eShop anymore it's been delisted for years um but I enjoyed it so much that I played through it a second time on 3DS even though the frame rate got really really bad especially during boss fights and then when I found out that there was a mod to make it actually maintain 30 FPS on the 3DS or on the new 3DS, I played through it a third time. And that just that should say all you need to know. This game is a masterpiece uh, from start to finish. Now, I will say I didn't pay much attention to the story on subsequent playthroughs because it's like, OK, I know the story. I don't really need to go through it again. Um, but the gameplay is so good all across the board, and it's just, it is utterly fantastic, and I'm hoping at some point that Konami will fix the PC port, or at least that it'll be fixed enough to where I feel like I can justify spending the money on it, because right now I don't feel like it's worth the amount that they charge for it, especially because I can emulate the PS3 version, and that works. And this is basically the PS3. I mean, the the remaster that came out is basically the PS3 360 version. So, but yeah, it's just an utterly fantastic game. Um, the only thing that's really wrong with the version you get for most of them is that you can't walk while crouching, except on the 3DS version. But I think the 3DS version was basically remade specifically for the 3DS. And... But at the same time, when I played it on the 3DS, I kind of felt like the crouch walking wasn't necessarily super helpful because the levels were designed without crouch walking in mind. So, and it's like, so, okay, so the uh, Metal Gear Solid 3 does not have crouch walking. Um, and then... Um, Peace Walker does not have crawling. You can't crawl at all. You can crouch walk, but you can't crawl. And of course, the levels are designed with the crouch walking in mind versus crawling. But anyway, it's 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 got some quirks, but for the most part, I just think the gameplay systems all across the board are helpful. I was really worried about whether the survival elements would end up um, making it a pain making it like annoying to play but it really wasn't a problem at all and and it is completely possible to get through the whole game without killing anyone i mean you know you you, you might kill like animals you have to kill animals for food but you, you don't have to kill anyone you can trank everybody and i just find that a much more interesting challenge plus if you trank the bosses you get camo from each of them and one of the camos you can get makes so that your steps are completely silent, so nobody can hear you when you walk in behind them. And there's other, you know, various uh, things that you get out of it. The funny thing is that if you complete the game without killing anyone at all, 
in the end you get the boss's um, like super powerful gun with infinite ammo which is basically it's a killing machine <laughs> <laughs> but you only get it if you get through the whole game without killing anyone so but yes Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater is without question my number two game for this year and, and I guess just one thing just to clarify the only exception would be like obviously for bosses right no, no, you can drink them. Really? Yep. Huh. I mean, I mean, it's okay. Uh, no, it, no, no. What, what, I, it, I just thought that was what it what it does is it it drains their stamina. Because uh... because this game adds. Well, actually, I think I'm pretty sure Metal Gear Solid Two added stamina as as an option. Um, I can't remember though if you could do it with all of the bosses because like there's uh, near the end you're fighting. Um, you fight some actual Metal Gears and in Metal Gear Solid 2. And those, you definitely can't. They're, I'm pretty sure there's no stamina bar. But they're not... There's no people in them, so you're not killing anyone. And that one I didn't... That one I didn't play non-lethal anyway. But yes, yeah, you, you just... Every boss, you drain their stamina when you use those things. Okay, that's, that's very interesting. Yep. Hmm. Jima thought of everything. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a brilliant game. It's so incredibly fantastic, and I just hope that the remake does the game justice. Mm. Yeah, definitely. All right, game of the year for twenty twenty three. That is going to be a game called Blue Fire. Um, I initially heard of this game because I heard it was a Souls-like game, and that immediately caught my attention. Mm -hmm. But after playing the game completely, I would only say there's one thing that actually makes it a Souls-like, and that's something, and that's just because of the fact that when you die, you lose all of your, I guess for lack of a better word, souls. Mm -hmm. But it is possible to get through the entire game without dying. Oh. Uh, and I only really actually died... Only, and that's only at the end, at the final boss, because I wasn't paying attention to my health and didn't heal uh, myself. Gotcha. But I think the best way to describe this game is a Zelda-like, really. Um, yeah. Especially with Wind Waker, because the aesthetics are definitely there for Wind Waker. Mm -hmm. And overall, it really is just a Zelda game, because you are going through different dungeons, you're trying to find different weapons and different equipment. Um, you are trying to, like improve your your uh i guess magic and your health uh which would be sort of like hearts um but overall i definitely would say it has been even going through different environments like you have say the forest level you have your uh lava level you have your water level stuff that you would see the type of dungeons you would see in a zelda game are here and i really don't know why people said or were telling this as a souls like because it doesn't Besides, apart from that one aspect of losing your souls, um, there's not really much there. Like, the difficulty in the game is not akin to a Dark Souls game. It's really just a, it's one difficulty that's standard, but it is a pretty fair and reasonable difficulty, too. The only thing that I actually would say is difficult would be there are special uh, 
challenge areas where you can try to complete them to, I think, uh, I can't remember what you're supposed to get them because I know I don't, you don't get them for getting, for getting Steph to improve your health, but it, it is some sort of challenges you can do. Later ones are difficult just because the timing of it, because they're pretty much just platforming sessions. Uh, and so I guess in that sense, it is sort of, it, they're, they're, they're definitely difficult and they can be, you have to time stuff dif differently and it definitely can take time to get through them. But I think besides from those, it's just a very simple game that people can get into, not have to feel about being stressed out. And I mean, the game also runs well on Steam Deck. You can get a good 60 frames per second. Looks great there. Um, I think that if you are, if people are looking for a game to play, they don't necessarily have, say, a Switch or they have, like, say, a Nintendo console, but they want to play a Zelda game. This is actually a good game, and actually, I think this game is also on PlayStation and maybe Switch. I think I remember. So, it is a multi-plat title, so people can try it out on other systems as well. Nice. Yeah, looking at the gameplay, it looks really cool. Like I, I love, I love the art style, and it definitely reminded me more of Zelda in terms of how it mm -hmm. looks. But that's that's very cool. Yeah, I, I never even heard of that one, but I'll have to keep an eye on that. See if it uh, goes on sale sometime and check it out. I'm sure I'll probably die more than you do because you're like a pro at the Souls games <laughs> oh, and everything. <laughs> but but I um, I'm definitely not. So either way, I, I think it looks great. I definitely would like to check that out. Now, for my game of the year, it's exactly the same as my other game of the year, and that's Ghost Runner 2! <laughs> yeah, big surprise. Um, no, I mean, <laughs> one thing One thing I didn't mention before, and, you know, I've, I've, I mean, well, I should say, I didn't mention it this time, but I have mentioned in the past, is I also just really love the the platforming sections and just the the challenges related to those because it's something so different and it it requires a different kind of reflexes but it, there's still a puzzle solving element to a degree with it and I don't know, I just I absolutely love this game and the first game and Ghost Runner 2, it was such a pleasant surprise when they announced it, and it's been, it was just such an excellent game that I want to play again and again, for sure. I know I'm never going to get through a whole level without dying, that's just, I don't have that kind of skill, but I, I wish I could, because I would love to get 100% achievements on these games, so. But yeah, that's my game of the year to no one's surprise. <laughs> All right. Well, any thoughts or um, honorable mentions you want to bring up? Uh, I guess one kind of honorable mention, which... Actually, check that. Did, let me actually... There is one thing I thought. Let me just confirm this actually now at the top of my head, because if I am wrong, then I don't actually want to make this mistake. Okay, never mind. There, 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 this, this actually was not. I thought that this game came out this year, but it did actually came out last year, and I did play it last year. So, 
Never mind there. Um, what, what game well, was actually, it, just out of curiosity? It was going to be um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, Shredder's Revenge. Gotcha, okay. Um, yeah. But I thought that came out earlier this year, which I was wondering why did I mention it on my top five, or at least my top three, but then I remembered, no, it's just because it came out last year. Yeah. Um, but I guess sort of as a... I wasn't really going to mention this because I didn't get too far, but I'll say it's an honorable mention for game for games that i played this year is doom 2016 um that game is from what i've played so far is it's fast paced but it's so much fun um mm-hmm. and it, it is a challenge for me just because the style of shooter is different from what i've experienced yeah. before with other ones but it it, 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 it is <laughs> it's great and i i really enjoy this so far and from what i've heard eternal is better than this one yeah i mean it's hard to say i i I don't know if it's necessarily better they're both so incredibly good and they're they do some different things and there are some things that i think are definitely better about eternal but then there are some things i like better about 2016 um but i mean they're just they're both stellar games so good i still got to finish up uh playing 2016 on pc because i because i finished both 2016 and eternal on switch Mm. um because this was long before the the steam deck was even a thing that i i finished both of them and i got the dlc on switch once again before the steam deck was a thing and then found out later that the steam deck was a thing (laughs) and um (laughs) I never finished the DLC, and I'm probably not going to, at least not on the Switch. I'll just, whenever I finish 2016 on PC, then I will play Eternal on PC to completion and then play through the DLC that way because it just, it plays so much better. I mean, the fact is that, like, on the Switch version, I had to play on, uh, I think it's Hurt Me Plenty difficulty, which is basically normal, and I, I still struggled at times. I'm playing on Ultra Nightmare on PC and Steam Deck, and I don't have nearly as many struggles. I'm playing, like, <laughs> which is basically, like, hard difficulty, I guess, or, like, um, maybe it's ultra hard. I, I don't know exactly how that works out. I know that there's additional difficulties that unlock after you complete that highest difficulty. That's the highest base difficulty is what it is. But Oh, wow. Um, oh, wow. The, the main thing with those games is you just have to keep moving. You, ha- you have to keep moving, and that's that's how it works. Uh, the, the big difference in terms of um, how everything works in Eternal versus 2016 is that in Eternal, in order to get ammo, you have to use your chainsaw. So every, every time, I mean, like, if you need to restock your ammo, you're not going to find it lying around as much. Um, you have to use your chainsaw in order to get more ammo. Whoa. But, of course, um, your chainsaw also... I can't remember exactly how everything works. It, it's been a little while since I've I've played it, but I'm pretty sure that's how you... the only way that you get that restocked. I think there's only health, health and armor that are lying around the levels. And then you get your ammo specifically from chainsawing enemies so okay it it takes some getting used to but once you get used to it it's great and then 
the shotgun, the the super shotgun, also has a hook shot for it. <laughs> what? <laughs> I I don't think you get that right. I mean, when you start the game, I think it just comes up later, like a little ways into the game. You you get it. It's basically just it's a so so like. Well, it's a hook shot. It's a hook shot. Hook shot <laughs> to enemies, and yeah, it's it's fantastic. They're they're great, fantastic games. So yes, very good one. Um, not super long, but really really good. Anyway, very cool. Yeah, I feel like there's there's been a lot of games I played this year, but most of them have been older games. Like I played Ori in the Blind Forest the first time this year, because um, I got the physical on switch uh for christmas last year and i mean it looks beautiful on the switch especially on that oled screen 60 frames per second no problem i'm pretty sure the same is true for will of the wisps which i haven't played yet um but yeah that was great played through the first ace first two ace attorney games on 3ds mm which were great, you know, not an accurate yeah. representation of the U.S. legal system <laughs> at all, but but they're definitely uh, a fun change of pace. And There's lots of games that I've started and haven't finished this year. But anyway, don't think there's really anything else to mention here. So I guess I have one question, I mm-hmm. would say, and this is, I know that you said you didn't really necessarily have any plans but would you say there you have maybe one or even two games that you would like to start in 2024 i mean there's lots of games i'd like to start in 2024 um <laughs> more than anything i'm just i'm kind of wanting to start picking up some like older um older games i missed out on like um, you know, just just various franchises I haven't played before. Like, yes, I technically started Devil May Cry this year, but that was a that's a long. I mean, that's a franchise that I wanted to play in the past, and I only just tried out this year and have held off because next year I kind of want to be more my year when I'm focusing on playing old franchises that I haven't touched before. Or like Fallout is something I think I would like to get into a bit. Um, I just haven't really decided where I want to start. If I actually want to try going all the way back to the original Fallout, or if I want to just jump into four and play that first, and then go back and play some of the earlier ones, because I've already played a little bit of four now. I mean, only like two hours, but you know, I, I liked what I played, and um, I'm trying to think of what are some other franchises that I was wanting to check out. Some of which I've bought but I haven't tried out yet um oh there's still beneath the steel sky that I had started but I want to get back into that and play through the rest of that so that I can play the sequel that came out a few years ago beyond the steel sky um assuming I actually finish up Assassin's Creed Odyssey I'd like to play the older Assassin's Creed games I haven't played just kind of slowly work my way through all those. Um, just looking through my Steam list here. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Knights of the Old Republic 2. I still haven't played that. Mm -hmm. There's a few, like, random indie titles. Um, oh, Jet Set Radio is another one I'd like to get into. Okay. At the very least, I'll, I'll play enough to do a comparison between the Steam Deck and the Vita on that. And then I think there's like some old uh, Final Fantasy games and various indie titles that I haven't tried out. Really the main thing is I just kind of want to expand my horizons a bit and try out some different things I haven't tried before. Mix things up a little bit. But we'll talk about gaming resolutions next week since next week will be the new year and that'll be fun alright so if we got nothing else then we can move on into our recommendations and dissuasions start us off Sound, yeah that sounds good to me alright so for my recommendation I'm actually going to recommend one game and dissuade you from playing one game these are going to be games that released this year so i sort of talked about this one already i recommend playing gumbrella it's a nice indie game it's not too long it has some good gameplay mechanics um it has a it has several different endings depending on how you make a decision early on in the game uh, a lot of the characters are pretty interesting to uh, interact with the there's maybe one boss fight that was a bit of a pain, but other than that, though, the other, the, everything else wasn't necessarily too difficult. Well, actually, I think you can choose your difficulty settings. Um, I, I think so, but I think I just stick stuck with the default setting. Um, but yeah, I think it's a fun game to play. So that's my recommendation. All right. Well, my recommendation is as uh, comes up occasionally, something food related. And that is Yellow Bird Hot Sauces. They make various hot sauces. Uh, they have like jalapeno, habanero, um, serrano, ghost pepper, um, various things like that. And I really, really like their hot sauces. Uh, I think I discovered the habanero one last year, probably. And then um, since then have discovered several others and really, really like uh, the habanero and the ghost pepper ones. And even if, like, you're... I mean, unless you're just super sensitive to spice and you just can't handle spice, uh, these are not, like, top of the heat levels by any stretch. They add enough other stuff to help offset the spice. Um, but they're still really, really good. And even if you just do a little bit at a time, they're fantastic. I'm almost out of all three different kinds i have right now and i believe i found a place locally that sells them but oh, they're well worth it so really good yellow bird hot sauce you can buy them on amazon as well or through their website hmm. all right dissuasion my dissuasion uh this one is a bit sad for me because uh was something i was interested in getting is a game called ghost song this game is a Metroidvania that I saw last year and was very interested in getting it once it released. 
it's it's a metroidvania with some souls like elements and while on pen and paper it sounds good unfortunately i feel like there were too many ideas that were thrown into the game that really kept it from from from, from being a enjoyable experience um i feel like the game even if you're trying to play something on an easier difficulty, which is something I did for trying to get through the entire game without dying once for an achievement, um, unfortunately, your weapon is just way too weak, even in the beginning sections, uh, that you really don't deal a lot of damage, even after you level up quite a bit. Um, some of the, even though you get a lot of different variety of skills you can use, they don't always feel valid as far as why they should be in the game. Unfortunately, uh, I also feel like the story itself isn't necessarily as great as it could have been. It had some interesting ideas, but like I said, I think there were just too many ideas that were thrown into this game that kept it from being as good as it could have been. So uh, for that reason, I will have to dissuade people from getting that one. All right. Well, my dissuasion is do not download Wolverine. <laughs> that that playable version of Wolverine for PC, yes, we are the PC master race. <laughs> but do not download that game. And for that matter, do not download any other leaked games. Or, or, well, specifically like just playable early builds. Don't touch those because you are just going to get yourself in legal trouble. It's not worth losing your life, essentially, because even though you're not necessarily dying, you know, going to prison just because you wanted to play a video game early, it's not worth it. So do not download this Wolverine version. No matter how much you are convinced that it's a legitimate thing, and it may very well be a legitimate um, download. It's just too great a risk. And if it's not a legitimate download, you could end up with a bunch <laughs> of malware on your computer and then you end up with a whole different situation. Like <laughs> getting your stuff hacked, getting your your personal information yeah. stolen, getting your identity stolen. It's just like, nut, it's not worth it. Just wait. We can wait for the PC version to come out of Wolverine, which hopefully will actually be good. Someone did point out, and I think this is something, I don't know why I didn't think of this before, is that the gameplay looked like it was more God of War-like, which is actually good, because I love the recent God of War games. But, anyway. Yeah, don't download it. Alright, so where can people find you? They can find me on my channel IamZericon, youtube.com slash IamZericon, I-A-M-X-E-R-A-C-O-N I currently don't have anything planned, but I, well, apart from maybe one thing I have, uh, so we'll see what happens with that, and uh, I am also trying to figure out what other content I'm going to put out soon, so we'll see what happens there. Something that should be coming out soon, though. I, I will say at least that. Sounds good. Look forward to it. All right, well, you can find me, of course, at youtube.com slash at thefrozengamer87. I have been putting up the Steam Deck OLED versus Switch OLED videos. Most recently, I put up Dragon Quest XI S 
Echoes of Elusive Age Definitive Edition. Um, and it has all, all these videos have been doing really well, actually. Like, I think on average, the, the lowest I've gotten is like one and a half thousand views on each one. <laughs> and a couple of them have hit over 2,000, which is really high for my channel. So it's been great. Been uh, getting some, some subscribers. And I'm going to be continuing to put one out every week. I think the next one will probably be Borderlands 2. I just need to re-record the Steam Deck footage because, unfortunately, the way I was holding it um, under my phone when recording, it, like, cuts off the bottom half of the screen. So I just have to Ooh. completely... I have to re-record that that portion. Uh, but, but I'll plan on getting that up. And I can now officially announce that starting January 1st, my new cooking channel will be launching... It's called Not Authentic But Delicious. Um, that's youtube.com slash N-A-B-D cooking. Uh, that is at N-A-B-D cooking. And so I already have about 11 or 12 different videos recorded. Um, three of them are uploaded and scheduled to go up one per week. Um, I will be spending some time... Uh, particularly probably s this Saturday, working on editing more of them. And I'm just going to try to see if I can get at least a couple more ready to publish before um, before my vacation's over. But yeah, the there's going to be various recipes. Uh, the ones I have scheduled so far, um, I have a Indian-inspired curry. And then the second week, I have refried beans and Mexican rice. In the third week, I have a hearty chili. And um, I'm, I can't remember which one I have next that I'm going to be editing, but there's there's a variety of other things. There's, a, 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 there's green Thai curry. There's um, homemade bacon. There's avocado oil mayonnaise. Um, there's shakshuka. There's a garlic chicken bacon pizza. Um... There is a... What was the one I just made the other day? Excuse me. Yeah, I'm getting ready to sneeze. Um, what was the... Oh, a Philly cheesesteak pizza. That's the one I, I just made. Um, and a few few other miscellaneous things. Uh, breakfast burritos using some leftovers and things like that. Uh, but yeah, it's just uh, a lot of good stuff coming up. And hopefully, even though we don't have a whole lot of listeners... Some of you, some of you folks will check it out. Um, just giving this a try. It's one of my passions in life, and it's something that I'm actually good at, which is like probably the only thing in life I'm good at. So, hopefully, um, people will check out the recipes and enjoy them, and try them out and make them themselves. Get more people cooking, making good food. So yeah, there's that. I'm looking forward to those. <laughs> to those. I mean, you listed a lot of stuff more than I actually like. I know you mentioned this before, and maybe a couple items, but you now have a full list of stuff, and I'm just thinking, yeah. wow, I can't wait for those. Yeah, I, I I can't even remember what all I have, but I I do have I do have a bunch of stuff recorded. Um, I can't remember if I said homemade bake, and that is one thing that I have. Um, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, point is that, that I do have a bunch of stuff already recorded and ready to go, and a bunch more planned. 
so it's just a matter of getting the videos edited which can take a little bit of time and then we'll just try to try to get them out once per week that's the goal is is to have one every single week and see if we can make anything out of this so all right got anything else before we close out no sir well i am the frozen gamer 87 that is i am zarakon we are the orange box podcast and until next time don't forget to say i'll see you next year to everyone you see before january 1st you monster <laughs> have a great new year orange box podcast out <laughs>